first concert. Nickelback. Welcome to week eight. Is it week eight? I think of it is. The Zatchler. Welcome to week eight of The Zatchler, episode nine of Bachelor Massacre season two. My name mm. is Jay Waves. I'm here with the illustrious, the attractive, the oh. always funny, smelling good, probably. It's been a while since I smelled him. Mr. Scotty Boombox. I want to, I want to. Hello, thank you for having me back again. Good to uh, see you. Thank you for being here. Um, a really serious episode this week. Mm. The mm. hometowns, we're down to our final four of Gabby, Ariel, Charity, and Katie. I'm going to bust out this little recap real quick. Why don't you take a ride with me, and then uh, we'll get into it. Let's go. All right, first off, we have Gabby. They do syrup-related activities in the beautiful autumn woods of Vermont and make out against a tree. Then they meet up with her sister, who looks just like her, her older brother, her little brother, her mom, and her dad. It's a pretty standard and boring installment, the cutest interactions being between Gabby and her family, and not so much from Zach. It ends with our first tearful <laughs> goodbye of the episode. Next is Ariel. They walk around New York City, and Ariel clearly loves New York more than she ever could Zach. Mm -hmm. They get pizza, go to a Jewish deli, and a speakeasy where they drink espresso martinis. She tells... Oh. <laughs> yeah. It looked like Guinness in a martini glass. She tells Zach her brother is down to beat up her ex-boyfriends, which instills mm -hmm. Zach with the fear. Big fear. We meet... We meet her dad, her mom, her brother, and her sister-in-law. They make Zach absolutely squirm. At the end of their date, she says she's falling for him, and Zach looks like he can't get in his escape pod fast enough. Amen. Next is Charity in Columbus, Georgia, not to be confused with Columbus, Ohio, one of my favorite places. Thank you. Uh, she tells Zach he's about to meet her mom, her dad, her two brothers, and her sister, as well as her childhood best friends. Mm -hmm. They head to a backyard luncheon that looks like it has about 20 guests. Mm -hmm. Zach gets a much less rigorous interrogation from her brother, who reminds Charity how bad her last breakup was, and I again find myself feeling bad for her. Charity's mom is cute and says the word Sue, just like she does. As with the previous two dates, the best moments are when the contestant is alone with her own family members. Charity tells him that she's falling in love, and he shuts her up with a kiss and very little return validation. Finally, we have Katie in Austin, Texas, where Zach also lives. They go grocery shopping together, imagining what life would be like outside of the show. Their awkwardness seems to complement each other. And while I have been shitting on Zach for not being great with words, Katie seems to be the only one of the contestants who can really communicate how she feels with Zach and why she likes him. They already seem like a couple as they go to her actual house. And please note that in the last episode of Bachelor Massacre, co-host Scotty Boombox implied that the Zatchler looked like he would struggle with Ikea furniture, and that is indeed confirmed in this episode. <laughs> we meet her mom, aunt, grandma, and brother. Zach at first appears to be more confident in this relationship than the others, but still is not past the I-can-see-myself-falling-in-love-with-Katie stage, which isn't exactly saying that he is falling in love, but... You know, whatever. Fortunately for him, Katie isn't there yet either. But her mom co-signs in a way that I don't feel like any of the other parents did. At the end of the date, Katie says she's falling in love, and Zach just smiles and kisses her. 
Next, we get to see Zach contemplating life, and his new fake best friend, Sean Lowe, comes over for a bro sesh. Sean basically says he picked his finalist around the same time as the Final Four, which is kind of silly to admit. I wonder what he did during his fantasy suites, and since season is before my time and I didn't get to see it, though I do recall that he was some kind of born-again virgin, so maybe they just had fantasy Bible study. <laughs> The women arrive for the rose ceremony and each gets a little moment with America's dad, Jesse Palmer. Zach shows up wearing a curious black disco ball style tie. Everyone looks super grim. Ariel gets the first rose and I am legit surprised. Katie gets the next one and I am nervous. The music ramps up and Zach picks Gabby, confirming that despite his aversion to sex week, he is probably envisioning who would be best for fantasy suites because I personally think he has already picked his final girl and there is no way that he could think he has a chance with Ariel's family. Scotty, what did you think of this episode? I mean, I think one of the most important parts of your recap really missed that. The really the establishing shot of this whole uh, this whole episode, which was more shower scene, okay, with the stubble. Well, listen, that's literally the first note that I have written for the discussion here is Zach rubbing his hairy belly wow. was not necessary. What the editors? What the here? fuck with that what rubbing? Was that? What was so that? So much, and they love the the old fucking arm behind the head armpit shot. Zach is not a sexy Victoria's Secret model. He's, He's be just selling a fucking hairy belly software engineer it's like this whole series is just one elongated tryout for axe body wash you know <laughs> like he's practicing the moves he's getting the camera shot he's gonna have a fucking demo reel at this point it was gross and all he's so itchy and even even like he doesn't need a loofah like it would snag it would snag on all of those all that long stubble yeah somebody complimented his trim job uh early on in the season and he's just kind of stuck with what he's got going there and this is the second time you you've referred to a loofah getting (laughs) getting stuck on his body which is absolutely hilarious you're just getting like it's like all right, let's kick things off. And then that's how they start the episode. It's so bizarre. But um, I thought it was a good episode aside from that when I was able to uh, recover a little bit. Um, you know, to me, you know, I, when I think about all the different families, I felt like Gabby's family was like, boom, like Gabby's got the family that you want to join, right? Yeah. I mean, they live in like an L.L. Bean catalog. You know, like they're like, it's scenic. There's, you know, it's, they obviously are doing well. They're pretty chill. They're, they're like balanced. Everyone's positive. Everyone was welcoming, like, you know, period. That's it right there. You know, like that's the family that you want to join. I got to say they, they were blessed with, um, very fine weather for these dates. Every date started and I was like, Jesus Christ, it looks fucking beautiful out there. Uh, especially, um, especially out there on, uh, Gabby's land when they, where they went the full maple. Uh, do you notice she had the big, she had the big Lenny Kravitz scarf on that thing was, you could swaddle, uh, you know, triplets in that thing. I missed it because of those jeans. Woof. I yeah. tell you what, though. That was I nice. Tell you, I, 
I never, I guess, realized until this episode that like Vermont was so proud of their maple syrup. Did you know that this was a thing? I, have you like confirmed this via research? Because I've, uh-huh. I've been wondering about that myself. You'll notice that she said that they're the biggest syrup producer in the United States. I assume that's because they're the closest to Canada, um, <laughs> exactly. yeah. which has a lot of maple syrup uh, tropes if you're there. And speaking of which, you know, I, I will say I hate that somebody as dope as Gabby has to get boiled down to, to pretty much one stupid stereotype yes, that she's a syrup girl you know like there's i assume there's a lot more to her than that and uh-huh. you know i don't know why we had to have a fucking syrup date with multiple syrup uh activities multiple syrup references throughout the season i don't get it that um while it's like yeah she might be getting like boiled down to this one consistent thing she's leaning into it pretty hard i mean she's excited she's like let's manually drill a hole in this tree and then stick our fingers in it and see what kind of weird shit we can say to each other it was like just bizarre like okay do you think it's possible that syrup actually does play a large role in gabby's life and this isn't a uh stereotype but this is in fact the way of the gabby (laughs) this might be the way of the gabby i mean there's worse things. There's worse uh, fetishes. So, you know, whatever. Bro, is she just not absolutely adorable? When she talked about the uh, nutrition facts label uh, for Gabby and she gave her, her her coolness percentage is 95%. I mean, um, I really, I really enjoyed that part. She's still in first place in my heart. I hope she's the next bachelorette. Yeah, she she is. She is lovely. Um, what did her dad look like? Did he look like a Baldwin? He looked kind of like a, maybe like a swollen uh, Baldwin. Maybe a swollen Baldwin. Maybe um, like if the Baldwins did the Lord of the Rings. <laughs> like a like a Baldwin dwarf? Yeah, yeah. Like a hobbit. Like a, yeah. I mean. Oh, you know, maybe he looked a little, you know who he, who he looked like? I think it just hit me. He looks kind of like um, uh, Jeff Garland, uh, who plays Larry David's uh, yes. manager on, wow. he, on he, Curb Your Enthusiasm. That, I knew there was there was somebody. Uh, I wrote that her, her her brother looks like uh, a healthy Nosferatu. Ooh, I the, like that. The, um, the like jeans that. the jeans worked out better for the women than they did uh, for the men. Yeah, he's half brother. You know, he's half. Brother, oh, he is. He's a half, right? No, I'm just guessing. I mean, obviously. <laughs> um, I like that. I like that reference of how deep you just went on getting Garland. Who, Garland? What was the name again? Uh, Jeff Garland. Jeff Garland Jeff is the Garland. actual's name. He, Jeff Green on the show. Because I spent more time like doing research on who I thought a later family member was probably almost as long as I spent watching the episode. So, but we'll, Okay, cool. Yeah, let's, let's get into it. Are you ready to move call, on to Ariel? Let's move into Ariel. That's exactly where this comes from. So we, um, first off, not a shock that... Uh, that um, Zach was a big fan of the tongue, Sammy. You know, hello. That's just been like the name of this whole season. Like, oh, oh, oh it's it's tongue gross. And I was like, really? For you, dude? It should be like natural. Like you French kissed 40 women in this season. Somehow. Okay, I'm putting in some applause here uh, in post because that was... That was a little brilliant turn of phrase there. I didn't know where you were going with that. I thought well it was done, pastrami. Scotty. Thank you, yeah. but it was that tongue, Sammy. Yeah, that's um, right. But uh, let's get to the real highlight of this episode, which they had previewed a lot in the overall run-up to the show, was the face-off with her brother, uh, who took it upon himself very seriously to make sure that he fired some barbs at Zach. Um, were you shocked, as I was, that the brother had him so shook 
with such ease. I wrote down, Zach looks like he's about to cry. It's amazing how scared Zach is, and dude is actually not really coming at him all that hard. Yeah, I mean, and it was, it was funny that he started to like build it up a little bit. I mean, maybe it was the espresso or espresso martini that he had, but like when he got the description, like, oh my God, your brother tried to beat up your ex. Oh, he's like, and then she had to like hold his hands. I'd be like, dude, that's what brothers do. Like, of course, what do you? Yeah, I would immediately be like, yo, I'm about to fucking, I'm about to charm this motherfucker. Let's talk about the brother for a second. You know, I originally started this out is... by saying that um, you can tell brother Bobby's going to be a dick by looking at his sideburns. Oh, I put anybody God. with yes, sideburns that small, but with that much put into them is is going to be on you like a fly on shit. But you, you could tell he had just been to the barber because the measurement, I don't even know how to describe it, but the, the perfect ellipsis from the, the side moon. piece, yes, yes to the, the sideburn. Yes. yes, oh my God, I almost wrote that. Something. I was like, get the protractor. <laughs> That's right. Dude, he had, so at first I thought that her bro was like a like a diet Travolta, right? But I was like, it's not enough. It's not enough. Only because his hair looked kind of sprayed on. It looked like he had a bunch of like Botox. He had the weird sideburns. If you if you just leave it at diet Travolta, that's good. No, yeah, it's okay. better. Because it we're better. already at good right here. I went down. I went down this rabbit hole, if you will, <laughs> a little K hole, and I found Julian McMahon from Nip Tuck. Do you remember Nip? Nip Tuck. All right, I'm about to Google this motherfucker right. right now. Julian McMahon from Nip Tuck, who was like the crazy bad boy. Uh, he was like always sleeping with everybody, screwing over uh, his uh, business partner in this plastic surgery firm. But again, <laughs> fake hair, <laughs> Botox, yeah, bad hair sideburns. definitely looks like it's a hundred percent cobwebs. Julian McMahon as Christian Troy. So yeah, this is this is the yeah, younger Julian McMahon back on Nip Tuck. Yeah, he is he is full on Christian Troy. Thank you. Now, uh, I love making a good reference from a show that aired from '01 to '08. But I mean, <laughs> you know, seeing Zach's, you know, Zach's, um, you know, spiritual guidance, you know, dad who comes back to give him his his own bachelor advice. He was probably from that same era, right? The uh, the born again virgin. Um, oh yeah, yeah, uh, Sean bachelor who, who came back. Yeah. So it's the same era. It's fine. But I just could not believe that that guy got under Zach's skin so easy with like, do you even know her birthday? Oh, like, yeah. And that's, you know, like, I mean, that's, yeah, that's a dumb question. I mean, that's, you're not going to have someone's birthday memorized after, you know, the two dates that they've been on, whatever. I mean, that question was ridiculous. I mean, Zach is just a fucking coward, dude. He's a mm -hmm. fucking pussy and he has no fucking words. And I'm just so, I, you know, and this, this, this continues throughout the whole fucking episode, but Tell the motherfucker, he can't say anything specific. He can only speak in, in quoting trust out of the bachelor handbook where he mm -hmm. talks about things about like following his heart and um you know the truth is out there and whatever other fucking bullshit he's saying of course Shoot i like at the journey. end he was like and um i'm a pretty good cook <laughs> bro awful you know ariel if she's been lurking in that family she can probably cook fucking all types of fucking bomb ass little fucking baklavas and shit I feel uh, like Ariel can like do that. anything she puts her mind to yeah. because she's 10 times the man that Zach is. Zach is a fucking baby, man. And he can't say anything specific about anybody. He literally can't 
describe these women. He gets opportunities throughout this whole episode to say something specific about these women. And he just says, he speaks in generacies, if that's even a word. Everything that comes out of his mouth is fucking generic. And I'm just tired of him. I'm tired of him getting these opportunities with all these beautiful women and being such a fucking schlub. I feel like anyone could have made these situations so much better with just like a smile or an inkling of confidence to be like, yeah, I get what you're saying and da, 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 or like putting yourself in, into their shoes. But the problem with Zach is like, he doesn't know what to say about these people because he hasn't been through anything real with them. Anytime that the road got hard, he sent that person home. He has taken the easy road every single time. The person who hasn't, you know, if you cry, if you show any self-doubt, if you have any conflict with anyone else in the house, he sent you home. I mean, he tried to send home Greer. They just strung her along for extra cruelty, you know, and he was trying to, he was already cruel to her via Zoom and then they flew her, you know, over, you know, so he to could do some it in other person. nation so he could do it in person. Exactly. And so I'm like, he doesn't know what to say because he doesn't have any, he doesn't have any depth. He has chosen these people on how, on how pretty they are and how easy it has been to get along with them. And that's it. He he has he has nothing there. Well, I'm going to fast forward to the very end of the episode uh, for the post credit scene where him and Gabby are having a moment that is not a moment that made it into the main show. And it's really cute. And it's Zach confessing um, about how his, his grandmother or somebody in his life, they used to put mustard on pancakes. They used to put mustard on pancakes, which is uh, strange. But where I'm going with this is I think there are a lot of conversations like that that are kind of cute and funny and actually quirky and uh you know we don't see them sure and i feel like that would be the kind of thing where if somebody asked me you know why i thought one of these 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 women were special you know i I would find a moment like that to reference like well you know it turns out um we both love arnold schwarzenegger and uh you know or or, and we're both embarrassed about it or you know anything anything like that that's it's specific i mean that's a terrible example but anything is better example you know than just saying something about like uh you know my i'm trusting my gut and this is a very uh, difficult journey that we're on or, you know, whatever the fuck kind of bullshit he says. Like, say something specific that actually lets you know you've had conversations with these women, which I think he has. I think he actually has had moments that he could reference if he actually knew how to use his words. He just doesn't know how to do that. I would I would have paid money to watch this episode to have him tell that Russian Jewish father <laughs> that what he's what he loves about his daughter is that they both love Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been amazing. That would have been the greatest thing I've ever seen in my life. Uh, so yeah. what did you think about um charity's um charity's hometown in that I mean my two big takeaways were still a lot of tears. I mean, I, I just feel like I, I, to to me that was one of the big things is like this lady cries a lot. Um and then, um, yo, her, this, this, that breakup she wow. went through that has been referenced multiple times, obviously was very, very, uh, hard for her. She's obviously still affected by it. And did you see when her brought to you by, <laughs> <laughs> that's like Pabst Blue Ribbon, bro. Yeah, no, I am drinking Pabst Blue Ribbon. That ain't nothing special this time. Um, did you see, notice when her brother was like, yo, when you went through that last breakup, like you were not okay. Like he said it in a way that he was like, yo, like it led us, it led me to believe at least that it like was really bad for her. Like really bad. Well, 
There's really nothing better than the healing power of line dancing to just wash that all away. Dude, I thought it was really cute that she took him to the boot scoot bar, man. The boot scoot boogie. I mean, I was like, finally, all right, let's let's dry our eyes. Let's get on down to the honky tonk. And let's see if Zach can hold his own. And you know her parents are cute, and it looks like they're balling. If that's her, uh, if that's her, they uh, are balling, right? Her, yeah. her family. I was like, yo, this shit is, because you know, some you never really know where these these things are taking place, especially based on the uh, the pottery barn decorations that are mm-hmm. like everywhere you look. Right. Um, but I got the impression that was her crib, and that uh, her her family was pretty well off. I mean, it just looks fun. I mean, look, bro, deep down, and you know, we can apply this towards the rose ceremony as well. Do you think Zach could see himself with a black woman? Great question. I would say no until she took him line dancing. <laughs> hey, yeah. you know, it's like whatever. I mean, I feel like her. what was nice about her family gathering was like he was not at the barbecue, right? There was black and white people there that were a part of her friends and family. Why do you think then if he felt comfortable with charity who was looking really cute and was just, she let out this laugh when she was describing what they were going to go do on their date. That was just so cute. Um, besides, you know, her, her, her obvious broken side. I mean, he can't, he, he, he you can't think Why that he thinks he, he has a chance. Yeah. You can't think that he has a chance that he thinks that he has a chance with Ariel and her family. I just think he knows that's not going to be his final pick, but maybe he just thought Ariel would be a little bit more fun to, to keep around because the fact of the matter is he's not going to pick charity no matter what he's not going to pick ariel no matter what he's probably going to pick katie i mean there was definitely i thought that that headed into this that that the two front runners you're right were 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 katie and gabby but i also thought deep down that like i didn't really get the charity connection f- for weeks now i was not on the side that you were i was like um, you know, African-American woman or not, I thought like, you know, I, I didn't, I didn't get it. I wasn't into her vibe. I wasn't into her, the way that she talked while she smiled, uh, her. No, she talks weird as fuck. I also just, I mean, and, and I never thought that they had miraculous chemistry, nor that she was someone that I would necessarily pick. I just feel like I thought she was pretty, pretty great. Just overall a solid human absolutely but um i never felt like they had they had uh acres and acres of chemistry i thought her making it into the final four was an upset over cat i I mean that's what i thought he had a way better way better vibe um with Mm -hmm. cat i thought i was already surprised that she got into the final four so when she got sent home this week, I was like, well, that's not really shocking. But would you have seen him picking Brooklyn over Charity? I still think he would have picked Charity over Brooklyn. I, I would agree with that. Yeah, I, I was never really a Brooklyn fan. She's a lot. Well, you had your moments of being a Brooklyn fan. Don't go don't go back on that now, man. You had, Maybe you had I some did. Good, All right. You, you had know. some good times with Brooklyn, man. Don't make me piece together a montage. I'm you too should. lazy to do it, but God, no, I would love to. Me. I you would should. love to. God, man, you're you so montageable, you bro. You are it. so montageable. I'm montageable. I'm putting that in my in my uh, Instagram bio. Thank you are you. so you are you are montage worthy. All right. Well, hey, like the yeah, like like the rest of white America. Let's go to Austin. Uh, yeah. And, let and Let's go. And talk about where they already. I mean, we've been Dude, talking about race. It's well, fine. yeah, when, 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 yeah, let's not. When, um, <laughs> when 
when they when they reminded us that they both live in Austin, I was just like, that's a wrap. I mean, the date started and she was like, well, here we are in Austin where Zach already lives, where I live. You know, we're Dude. about to go grocery shopping and see what things are like off the show. I was like, it's over. Let me take it one step further. Uh, Zach, why don't you come to the hometown to our apartment i mean do they not already live together i mean how was this like are yeah you just they were building... basically just setting up their apartment <laughs> yeah for their like instagram crate and barrel like apartment shoot that they're gonna do as influencers for all the free stuff that they're about to get like i was like oh ah, ha ha come to my apartment and it's like all his stuff is like in the closet already <laughs> like they they obviously already live together <laughs> yeah this is ridiculous man i mean it's it seems pretty clear. The only thing I'm going to give it up to Zach for, but I'm also not going to give it up for, is that, you know, it's obvious that Katie's his choice, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. But one thing that he hasn't done yet, he is being super guarded about his, his lovies, about his loves. I mean, if you if you recall, you know, the, the Bachelor order is we have, mm -hmm. I can see myself falling in love with you. I am falling in love with you. Ooh, okay, yeah. I'm in love with you. And usually oh, that's the, the three phases. Okay. That usually, and that that's, that's from coming from the contestants, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. The, the, the final, the lead is never supposed to say, I love you until the very end. They're only supposed to say it to one person. Mm. It's always very controversial. Whenever, whenever somebody says, I love you, whenever the lead says, I love you to more than one contestant. J-Waves, this is what this is what I love that you bring. You you bring a historical <laughs> presence to this show. Like you you understand the workings, the the machinations, if you will, of like the the there's levels to this shit, man. And you know, like you break it down with a historical pr perspective that that it really shines a light on the most important issues of these episodes. So I applaud you for that. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. And so, you know, it, it's bothering me that Zach is not Zach, literally the most he's willing to say. And he, he's also saying this, not even to the, uh, not even to the women themselves, but to their family members that he can see himself <laughs> falling, you know, or like, he, you know, he says, I can a hundred percent see myself like he's not even able to say that he is he is or uh you know you can also get away with i'm starting to fall in love with you i'm falling in love with you i'm in love with you zach is still you know he's still at that first step and we're in hometowns now and he the most he's willing to admit is that he can he can imagine that he's he's going to to fall and he um these women keep telling him shit like that and he just keeps going like Great. And then just shuts him up with a kiss. He pretty much does that to them all. He doesn't say, not even to mm -hmm. Katie, does he say, I'm falling in love with you. Like, I'm falling in love with you is not saying that you're in love. It just means the ball is rolling. And he can't even say that. And honestly, I would like to see a little more gumption from this dude uh, at this point. I mean, again, he just he's just a fucking pussy. He doesn't know how to have real conversations. You know, he just shuts these women up with fucking Frenches. He's a mark. And yeah, I, yeah, I'm just tired of him, bro. Uh, he doesn't deserve the the, the situation that uh, that he's in, man. He's he's a clown. I've been trying to 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 like him as best I could, but watching him interact with these families and just seeing what a fucking lame he is. None of these women's families were were really all that stoked on him, uh, except for maybe. Um, Katie's mom and I I'm dying to know because they already live together 
<laughs> right, because she's already accepted him into the family. Um, I, I'm, I'm curious about this. Uh, what do you think about this? Katie says that um, Zach is not the typical guy she would go for. What do you think the typical guy that Katie would go for is if it's not somebody like Zach? Well, so, oh, that's a great question. Like, Katie's awesome, but she's pretty vanilla. Well, that's interesting because she is, I hearken back to her training, right? She is a nurse, right? Maybe she goes for the the smart types, the educated doctor types. I don't know. Like, that's a great question. What is the, like, because I did catch her saying that. And then her mom's like, oh, yeah, he's not your type. Like, what? Whoa. Yeah. What, what is, is what is her type? Because, like, visually, Zach is a lot of people's types. Like, he's like the he's a, Aber- he's a handsome Abercrombie and Fitch. Waspy. I mean, he's waspy as fuck. Oh, he is definitely waspy. Yeah. And so. <laughs> oh, good one. I think I think like. I, yeah, I don't know. That's a that's a whole other episode. But can can I take a step back here and and just say like, what are my takeaways from like the fact that that I thought oh they obviously lived to, together already in Austin is like can we just establish some new ground rules for the Bachelor that like you're not allowed to live in the same city? You know what I mean? Like you can't be like is that not the most the biggest? Um, uh, competitive advantage that one would have. Like, it's so hard to see me being able to live in New York with your, you know, Russian Jewish immigrant parents, or I could just hang out with Katie who lives like, you know, two blocks <laughs> yeah, from two me, blocks, yeah. you know, and we shop at the same Whole Foods, you know, it's like, it's not even a competition at that point. Like there is no struggle to make it work. Like everyone else that I've seen on this show season after season, like there should, you, there should be some like, like a geofencing, like a radius rule. Like if you live within a hundred miles of him, you're out, you know, you got to be from like Saskatchewan or something, you know, someplace far away, but that's a great point. Um, you know, another thing that I observed and I don't really know how to even philosophically discuss it, but mm. you know, we, we had a lot of contestants with uh, sort of what I would call like internal family drama. And I realized in this episode that the majority of the women, you know, I was I was actually shocked when we were doing the hometowns that everybody's mom and dad were there. Not only that, everybody's mom and dad were there, but had been together for a long ass time, except for Katie. But he, you know, Zach is always, you know, Zach's one of those guys who who he hasn't talked about it as much lately, but talked about how important family was to him, about how his parents were had been together for so long, and you know, his family was really stable and family's important to him, and blah blah blah. So you know, he inadvertently or advertently you know, ended up with mostly contestants that have that that tight family unit. It is 100% advertently because, again, you look at one of the early frontrunners in Cat. one of the ways that, that she broke down was talking about, you know, the problems with her own family. And I was thinking by the third hometown date, when I'm bored as fuck, I'm like, bro, I would pay to have cats family on this thing like let's just let's throw it back into second gear here you know grind the gears and like let's bring it on over to cat's uh mobile home you know park where you know oh knock knock oh, no one's home there's like raccoons and there's like four like mowers out front or something you know what i mean like it's just like out there but like he picked again the people he picked were like stable no drama you know, no challenges except for Katie. But, but Katie was like, Katie's that soul that, um, you, you can just tell she's got a good soul. She's, she, she's an earnest person. 
But um, yeah, I think she's great, and I mean, I think at this point she is probably the best match. And his roommate, and his roommate. Yeah, so whatever. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah. Um, did you know? Just to say, uh, when they showed her at the very beginning, she pronounces her name Ariel. Emphasis on the L. We've been saying Ariel, but she pronounced it Ariel. No, I like that because I think maybe Zach has been saying it wrong this whole time too. But you know, he's yeah, just a big dum dum. He's he's just we a big dum dum. So who knows? <laughs> he's a big dum dum. Um, you know, it. I was also trying to think about the type of women that Ariel dated um, mm-hmm. because. You know, she you like seemed, to put yourself in that situation. <laughs> well, no, not that I would ever imagine that. But no. thinking about, um, you know, her being acting like she's into Zach and possibly being into Zach. If she is truly into Zach, it's because she sees him as safe. You know, mm-hmm. she's probably used to either. I wrote down either, you know, finance bros uh, or like actual rock stars. Like if she dates musicians, Ooh, they're yeah. not guys who played fucking bass uh, in their like middle school band. Like she's probably dating like real, <laughs> real actual musicians that are sexy and wear cool boots and shit. You know what I mean? Absolutely. So I don't think Zach yeah. is her type either. And you know, he's so bland that she probably thinks like this motherfucker's not going to cheat on me. So I was, yeah. I mean, I was given this some thought because when she starts to have to convince her again, her hardcore Russian Jewish immigrant father, who I'm like, you could just tell in 30 seconds, like he's tough, you know, he, he's not, not his weird fucking Nick, uh, nip tuck son, but him, he was tough. And Oh yeah. He's been through some shit when he starts to question her and she starts to like, you know, Oh, I, I could see myself with him. I'm like, uh, I mean like, I can't, I can't fathom it. Until I came to the realization that Ariel is alpha and sometimes the alpha beta is a perfect matchup. Zach's a beta. She's an alpha and she takes charge and he doesn't. Do you think that type of relationship would be sustainable for her though? I think it's sustainable for a lot of people. I, I, I've seen it in, in the world, you know, alphas and alphas don't always match. Sometimes they do and they get an Instagram channel and they try to become, you know, coach and sell you fucking Amway. But, and, and, but other people have balances in their lives, right? Where like, you know, like, you know, you have a, a dominant, at least a dominant personality and there's a yin yang to your, um, your relationship but um that's the only sense i could make of it because uh especially when he was in like washington park and he's walking around like a fucking you know like a per an a personified version of fucking like Pinocchio. Like, Oh, is this the big wide world? Dude, I I, I immediately wrote down fucking Zach, Zach walking, Zach's walking around trying to be cool. And he could not be more uncool. He looks like he's going to get mugged as soon as the cameras (laughs) leave him. Like he's, that dude is a mark. He's getting marked up. He's going to get shanked. Someone's going to sell him salvia weed, like fake weed. Like he's going to get lost and shook and he's going to be crying in the subway you know, trying to Google what a collect call means. He's a, he's terrible. Bro, I forgot that I ate edible before this until just now. <laughs> um, more, more applause getting inserted uh, in post, bro. Um, you just, you just murked that little breakdown. Um, Scotty, I have two, two fucking podcasts um, to do this week. So we're, we're coming down the, uh, we're coming down the tailpipe here. 
of uh, of this episode. Uh, any notes that you didn't get to go over? They take it back to LA before the final rose, where Zach gets some of the worst and dumbest advice ever on <laughs> wax. Like you you alluded to it in your recap. I was so glad. I was like. Who, who is this guy? He's like, yeah. And around the hometown dates, that's when it got serious for me too. And I was like, oh, good job, Barney. What the fuck? Who the fuck is this guy? He, I mean, like no, Zach needs help. Not this vanilla wafer wrapped in a fucking Eddie Bauer edition of an explorer of an old, old season that no one remembers. They, he, he needed a flashback edit. He was he in the fucking Bud Bowl one. Who was that guy? I don't know. He's yeah. It goes way back with him. Way back. back. Anyway. So I just wanted, I was like, I mean, you make it through all four hometown dates. Now it's like the big decision. And what are they, and what do these producers pepper you with? Oh, let's bring in, you know, diet Chad so they can like waste three minutes of our lives and just watch them try to hold a conversation on video. Anyways, so I will get off my soapbox, but the previews now, these things are edited, right? Like, like they're trying to get you to think that something happens and then you go watch the episode and that's not what happens. But from what I can tell now, let me ask you, have you seen the preview? You have not? Or you have? Uh, no, I, I'm waiting for the, I only, I now I only I get Scotty it. Boombox recaps, preview okay. recaps. It's sex week, y'all. All right. Sex week is coming up. All right. It's fantasy suites, AKA what Zach can only call as the big dumb dumb that he is. He calls it sex week because um, he just <laughs> says whatever comes to his mind and it was a three-letter word. That's the extent of his vocabulary, aside from flabbergasted. All right. But he basically, the premise of the preview is that they head into Fantasy Suite Week, right? And he tells each of them, like it's the prom promise, that he's not going to sleep with anyone tonight. And because that's not what he apparently needs to be showing his like super conservative family, whatever. But what the, what the edit shows you, is that one of the three he does sleep with. And then Zach's hilariously stupid, guilty conscience makes him admit that to the other women that are also in in sex week with him or non-sex week with him for two of the three are in non-sex week, right? And then there's, just guess how that goes. Just guess how that goes. Poorly. There's tears on the beach, right? And I think... They show all three of them crying. So whoever he did sleep with, right, is not happy about this either. Like, oh, you kiss and told, you big, dumb fucking galoot. And then what happens? They all cry and then they cut to him, you know, just sunburned, tequila, messing up his perfectly coiffed Jesse Palmer Jr. hair on on the beach crying. And that's when I'm like, thank you. Thank you, producers. That's what we've been waiting for. We've been waiting for this idiot, this person that we're now actively rooting against to fall apart on national TV and embarrass himself in the way that we only know that Zach can. And that's what I'm rooting for. Mike drop. Thank you, Scotty, for riding us right out the exhaust hole, right <laughs> down the old, the old, the old ass turnpike. Trying to come up with a uh, good, good euphemism mm. synonyms for tailpipe, the old, the old smoke tube, <laughs> um, <laughs> the old backdoor chassis, the right. old, the old f- flame rocket. 
This edible really got me, buddy. You sound like you've had a few beers tonight. This was this was a good one. It's a good one. Uh, always a pleasure, my guy. Uh, we'll see you after. We'll see you after the women tell all. It might be might be you you and me for sex week, big guy. I would say there's a strong possibility that's how it's going to go down. So I would go ahead and plan on that. When has it not been you and I for sex week, my friend? I'd tell you. All right, man. See you then. He looks like he's going to get mugged as soon as the cameras leave him. Like he's that dude is a mark. He's getting marked up. He's going to get shanked. Someone's going to sell him salvia weed, like fake weed. Like he's going to get lost and shook and he's going to be crying in the subway, you know, trying to Google what a collect call means. He's a he's terrible.